Welcome to the European Parliamentary Research Service Podcasts. In this podcast, we'll focus on global supply chains. We'll analyze how dependent we are on them, the impact of the pandemic and what can be done at the European and the global level to make these chains more resilient in the future. From our phones to our microwaves or cars, most products nowadays are produced in a truly global factory, designed in one country and assembled in another, with parts and components coming from different continents. The emergence of these global supply chains has fundamentally changed the way the global economy and goods manufacturing are organized. And while trade conducted through global supply chains has fallen somewhat since the 2008-2010 global financial crisis, more than two-thirds of international trade still involves transactions made possible by such chains. And the EU is profoundly involved in these production chains, more so than most other countries, and much more than both the United States and China. But the COVID-19 pandemic has exposed the weaknesses of this system. Yes, it has. As lockdowns extended across the globe, businesses shut down and international transport was brought to a halt. Global supply chains experienced their first serious disruption and consumers quickly felt the effects. Empty supermarket shelves, long delivery waiting lists. Most supply chains recovered quickly. But when our economies started to bounce back, global supply chains were put to the test again. The surging demand, coupled with shortages of workers, ships, containers, air cargo space and clogged ports, created a perfect storm, which affected every manufacturing sector, especially parts, intermediate goods and products moving from Asia to the EU and US. Shortages of material and equipment have limited production for about two in five European manufacturers, and this situation creates wider macroeconomic risks. Here's Marcin Czesopanskis from the European Parliamentary Research Service. Supply chain linkages play a major role in the transmission of shocks across the globe. For the EU, disruption to supply, intermediate goods and production inputs means that exports shrink more than imports, negatively impacting its trade balance. But the disturbances may have even broader repercussions. A recent economic study estimated that about a quarter of the pandemic-related real GDP decline is due to disruption of global supply chains. In its October 2021 World Economic Outlook, the International Monetary Fund scaled down growth projections, citing supply chain disruptions as one of the main reasons, particularly for developed economies. In the euro area, the growth rate peak recorded in July 2021, the highest in 15 years, was followed by three months of declining growth and increasing input prices, both due to supply chain bottlenecks. And the jury is still out on whether the global economy is heading towards persistent inflation or whether current price increases are just temporary. So, what are the EU and other world countries doing to increase the resilience of global supply chains? Stay with us. The EU had recognized its strategic dependence on some foreign inputs long before the pandemic. So, in a way, COVID-19 has only accelerated the quest for more autonomy, especially in relation to pharmaceutical ingredients, batteries, hydrogen, critical raw materials and semiconductors. Let's hear the Vice President of the European Commission, Maros Shevkovich. 
We need to ensure a secure and sustainable supply of raw materials to meet uh, the needs of clean and digital technologies. We must be able to prepare for any future disruptions in our value chains. In practice, this means we need to diversify supply and make better use of the resources available within the European Union. We also need to scale up, reuse, repair and recycling of products. We must support innovation for alternatives and resource efficiency. And finally, we need to engage in a strategic trade policy and economic diplomacy. As Vice President Shevkovic suggests, there's several ways in which the EU can increase its autonomy and make its position in global supply chains stronger. Here's Marcin Czesopanskis from the European Parliamentary Research Service. While it is not an easy or quick task, there are many possibilities through which the resilience can be improved. In fact, the EU is applying a policy mix which seeks to increase domestic capacity by expanding production. It also aims to diversify suppliers and import sources in its trade policy and to supporting the multilateral rules-based trade environment. The Union will also intensify its partnerships with like-minded, resource-rich countries. And to address common shortages, it has also enhanced its cooperation with the US on certain critical supply chains such as semiconductors. Other like-minded countries, such as the US and Japan, apply a similar policy mix. Some important trade partners of the EU, such as Korea, focus on supporting reshoring or nearshoring. That is to either move production back into their own countries or to countries that are nearer and share similar values and trade principles. And let's not forget the role that the World Trade Organization can play as a forum to debate trade-related matters and ensure the smooth flow of goods and services across the globe. During the pandemic, the WTO has tried its best to monitor members' trade responses, helped them coordinate their trade policies, and keep each other informed about temporary pandemic-related measures that may have an impact on other members. And there's room for an even stronger role in the future. The WTO could strengthen international coordination so as not to disrupt the logistics sector and increase the role of digital technologies in boosting supply chain resilience. But truth is, global supply chains are inflexible and very hard to reconfigure. And increasing their resilience is a time-consuming and costly process. They are designed to maximize operational efficiency, keeping costs low and profits high. But as the pandemic has shown, they're ill-equipped to deal with sudden disruption, be it on the supply or on the demand side. So the overall view from industry and experts seems to be that reshoring and nearshoring will be limited after the pandemic and will depend on type of product, sector and location. Resilience is likely to improve through the accelerated uptake of digital technologies such as artificial intelligence, blockchain, the Internet of Things and 3D printing, which reduce the need for labour and facilitate trade. And while China will remain a key player, many companies are embracing the China plus one strategy to avoid depending solely on Chinese suppliers. With time, resilience may also improve through increased international cooperation, particularly as concerns research and innovation in the area of supply chains. The Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, or OECD, even recommends exploring new commitments in international trade agreements to deal with potential crises and reviewing exception clauses to encourage strategic cooperation. 
In conclusion, there is no one way to go about increasing the resilience of global supply chains, but rather a complex mix of policy actions at different levels that should be explored. Want to know more? Check out Marcin Czesopanski's briefing on the EPRS website. This is a European Parliamentary Research Service podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>